Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. This is Brian of Zombified 30-something from Dead Days Radio first radio station of the apocalypse and you're listening to two dudes in a nest hey justin what's up man uh, not a whole lot not a whole lot just uh playing some mega man two. yeah 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 and uh we brought on a guest today oh we did yep you're dead i don't know if you uh know this feller but uh we have eric from Factory Sealed on with us today. Say pleasure, hello, to, Eric. pleasure to be here. Awesome. Is that the is that the formal Tennessee way of introducing <laughs> someone as Feller? Yeah, that's, yep. that's pretty much oh, okay. the formal way to do it here in Tennessee. You got to say. I mean, I'm feller familiar with the, the fella. Fella, the yeah. feller is yeah. fella is a little more nationwide. Feller is a little more centrally located in Tennessee. I feel like I should be wearing a suit if you call me fella, and then like feller is just like, let's go out and have a beer. Yeah, that's what it is. And maybe a piece of straw in your mouth, some overalls. <laughs> let's not get too. I think we're just yeah. we're just perpetuating stereotypes at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. You can you can do stereotypes about yourself, right? Well, all stereotypes are based in some form of truth, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Anyways, so Eric, if you don't mind, yes. can you tell us about your show and tell us about your love for Mega Man? Because that's one of the reasons I brought you on. One, because of uh, your show was one of the, actually one of the first podcasts I think I ever listened to. And two, yeah, because think, you're always talking about you. Oh man, so um, host of Factory Steeled, we kind of branched off from the Manatank podcast, which started back in... 2000, and that was a branch off of the Virtual Flicks podcast. So it's just kind of been this this uh, evolution over time. And in 2012, we were out at E3 and um, decided we need to have a retro-style podcast. And that's where I met Aaron and uh, one of my old friends, Ben, who for the first five or six episodes, it was the running joke because he was kind of the catalyst to like get this whole thing started and he was going to be part of the show and then just never showed up for any of it. <laughs> And uh, we've just kind of gone from there, and it, it, it initially started out with myself and Jess and Aaron and covering just random games, having people write in with some of their favorite stuff, and 
we would go through it and play it and more often than not we would end up not liking it and ruining people's childhood memories and um, it just kind of became this unstoppable thing that we just kept rolling with and here we are three years later and we've had a little bit of a change in crew but uh, we're, we're shifting if you've been listening lately but we're shifting to having two separate crews where it's myself and Kevin and Derek and we go through longer games and we do them episodically and we're just kind of wrapping up Final Fantasy 8 right now and then the other crew is myself and Dan and Jess and we just play whatever we play and see what comes out yeah it's a good show. And if the listeners remember our Faxanadu, or however you pronounce it, Faxanadu yeah. episode, we had Aaron on, yeah, and he Aaron pretty much a... carried the show. So. Yeah, that dude, had, that dude had notes upon notes and maps in notebooks everywhere. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's, it was crazy. So I miss Aaron. I kind of wish he were still on, but he's had some, uh, had some family things come up, so... But onto my love of Mega Man, it has been no, no surprise that, uh, that 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 I'm a true lover of Mega Man. And just to kind of put it all into perspective. The very first thing that my daughter wore in this world, besides a diaper when she was born last year, was a hand knit Mega Man hat that Jess made and shipped down to me. So nice. to say I love Mega Man is a little bit of an understatement. <laughs> That's funny. All right, good deal. Um, yeah, awesome. Before we kick into the main part of the show, Justin, I just want there's some leftover stuff from the DuckTales episode because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we just we. First of all, we apparently don't know anything about DuckTales. Yeah, that was uh, that was shown. Yeah, yeah. So D Ramsey Kane on Twitter dropped uh, some serious DuckTales knowledge bombs on us. I feel like we owe Donald an apology. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> so first of, first of all, Donald is not the father of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. He's also an uncle. Uh, Scrooge is a great uncle. And Donald's last name did used to be McDuck, but he dropped the Mick, apparently. Yeah. yeah. When he came and to the new world. Yeah. yeah, to the new world, whatever that means. <laughs> And Bubba was brought back in time from the Stone Age. So I guess I was more right than you and your redneck duck. <laughs> I prefer the redneck duck version, to be honest. <clears throat> I actually yeah, I think I do too. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, but the biggest failure on our part was saying that Donald Duck was an absentee father. Yeah, he <laughs> wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, teaches us to assume. I guess. Yeah, he's actually he's actually fighting for our country. He's in the navy. So yes. Uh, so is that the official canon? Uh, well, that's Ramsey's canon, and he says yeah. he has the entire series on DVD. So okay, we're gonna go with him because <laughs> yeah. I tried to vote for myself. <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> Although the absentee father makes for more entertaining, it's uh, <laughs> probably not true. Yeah. Yeah. So, apologies to Ramsey there. We we goofed on the DuckTales knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, well, you gotta do. Anyways, on, on to Mega Man. Not bad for making it up as we went along. Yeah. Sometimes that's just what you gotta do. I mean, <laughs> as long as you sound confident in your delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I felt pretty confident at the time. Less so now. 
<laughs> leave it up to the internet to strike you down very quick. Well, Which we didn't get struck down by something else that we've never really addressed. But oh, we did. Yeah, well, I've said we didn't get uh, struck. Down oh, by yeah, something. that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, we're still waiting on that. Yeah, we're waiting on that. One. All right. Uh, I guess we still can't address it. I don't care. I mean, I'm not even 100 percent sure what you're talking about, to be honest. April Fools. Oh, April Fools joke. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> okay. All right. I apologize if I clear my throat a whole bunch this episode. It is in the uh, allergy season is in full force here in Tennessee, and I am a victim. I, I never had allergies till I moved to Arizona, and I came from Wisconsin, where there's trees and pollen and just junk everywhere. And I moved down here, and it's just been. Insane. I think I've actually developed an allergy to apples. I have no idea why. Because as soon as I eat an apple now, my gums start to itch. And now when I eat apples, my throat itches down into my stomach. And it's just an unpleasant experience. It's just those uh, Arizona apples. Can't trust them. They grow them here. Usually, really? usually, yeah. Usually when people move out west, they get rid of their allergies. So that's weird. That's interesting. Well, usually when you move down here, you get valley fever from all the fungus in the dirt, and then then you're acclimated. That's when you're finally considered a local. It's like, I survived valley fever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't die, so you're a local. So I made huh? a point for the first six months I was here to not dig in the dirt. I'm not going to get valley fever. I'm just not going to play in the dirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so Justin. Man you know, yeah. You got some uh, history for us? Sure. So Mega Man 2, obviously the sequel to Mega Man, the original Mega Man, uh, which was interesting that Mega Man 2 was developed and published because the uh, release of the first Mega Man was not necessarily successful enough to really justify getting a a sequel immediately. So kind of what happened was they worked on Mega Man 2 kind of on the side while they were working on another game. And uh, Kiji Inafune, who we've talked about before when we talked about the first Mega Man, this is a quote for him when they were talking about developing the game, Mega Man 2. So we, this is uh, Inafune speaking here. So we, of our own accord, got together, spent our own time. We worked really, really hard, you know, just 20-hour days to complete this because we were making something we wanted to make. Probably in all my years of actually being in a video game company, that was the best time of my working at Capcom because we were actually working toward a goal. We were laying it all on the line. We were doing what we wanted to do, and it really showed in the game because it's a game, once again, that we put all our time and effort and love, so to speak, into it and designing it. So it was kind of they had to, you know, going on that, it sounds like they had to succeed because they were doing this on their own accord and if it didn't work you know it wasn't going to look too kindly on them um so have uh, you guys seen this the have you seen this Mega Man official Mega Man 10 complete works that they released about a year or two ago no it looks pretty fancy though yeah not to not to not to interrupt you, but I feel like no, this kind of fits pretty perfectly. This is a um, I'll see if I can show you guys, but it's a it's an 
not an art book, but it's a master collection of contest submissions from all the characters. And if you can see in here, all of these little paragraphs that are written are written by Inafune. And oh, wow. it goes through his mindset of what he was thinking when he was developing these games and as he was writing uh, or as he was creating these characters. And yeah, you're, you're exactly right with what you said about started because number one wasn't a success. Mm-hmm. And number two, they decided to create this game pretty much on their own. And this is before corporate uh, corporate had a say in creating sequels. It was more or less the team just going, right? that'd be fun, let's do it. But what was super interesting about 2 is that from the time of that conversation until the time they published it was three months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Not only that, they actually uh, looked at a lot of the submissions for the bosses in the game. So all the bosses, they, Capcom received 8,370 boss yeah. submissions for the game from fans, essentially. And, of course, they picked the final eight and they tweaked them a little bit for their own... Uh, and Afune actually wanted to give a more anime uh, appearance than they were had in the first game, uh, which we'll talk about that in gameplay, if you guys, what the graphical difference is. Um, the music was made by, was composed mainly by Takashi Tateshi, Tateshi? I don't know if I'm, <laughs> uh, but was credited as Ogeretsu Kun, which is a nickname implying rudeness, rudeness, um, meaning rudeness or depraved in Japanese. So, yeah. So, and uh, Manami Matsumi actually, who did the comp- composing for the music for the first Mega Man, had uh, some contributions into the soundtrack as well. Uh, this game was wildly more successful than the original Mega Man. Uh, since it was released in 1988, it sold over 1.5 million copies worldwide. It's the highest selling in the Mega Man series, and it's Capcom's 30th selling, uh, highest selling title. Uh, it's well received by critics. Uh, most critics like EGM are putting it at about an 8 out of 10. Uh, IGN put it at a 9.5 out of 10. And so uh, a very well received game. And the music, which we'll talk about again, again, and the gameplay was even well received. Um, Joey Beck of IGN listed three stage themes from Mega Man 2 along with the main title song among the best in the series, uh, the Mega Man series. And uh, I would have to kind of almost agree with that. I'd put um, the title up there in some of the best of video game, like all of video game music. Yeah, yeah it was really good. At least the most recognizable. Yeah, so it's uh, considered one of the best in the series, obviously, by selling. It ranked number 33 in Nintendo Power's top 200 Nintendo games ever, and number 60 in uh, official Nintendo Magazine's 100 best Nintendo games. So, uh, yeah, so, Mike, did you have this game? Did um, you, you yes. just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Great I didn't know it's... I didn't know he was going straight to the quest. You kind of threw me off guard. Oh, so sorry. no more history then. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll just wrap it up. I'm sure there's a ton of more history. People can look yeah. it up and, and find it. We don't need to. Uh, this isn't the history channel. This is there's, there's a lot of cool stuff. If, if you dig into that book, it's called MM25, the 25th mm-hmm. anniversary, and there's a lot of cool history stuff in there about the different characters. And they've even got 
um, sketches of some of the character submissions that didn't get approved. But uh, yeah, definitely the history of two. He even goes on and says that it's it's his favorite game as well, at least the most memorable. Because during the time he was developing this, like you mentioned, he was doing the twenty eight hour you know work days, and and he was also mm-hmm. at the time mentoring somebody. And he said there's a lot of frustration with something that would take him three hours would take somebody else three days to do. But he found a lot. Um, pride in mentoring somebody and having them develop their skills on this game that ended up being the most memorable for him. So he said that of all of the games he developed, this one's his favorite. That was and, uh, that was one thing that I forgot to mention. I had a quote here that he said, uh, this is Inafune saying, working on Mega Man 2 marked my second year at this, and I even got to mentor, mentor a new kid, which opened up a whole new world of stress for me. <laughs> so, mm. uh, yeah, so... You guys mentioned yeah. the um, submissions for boss characters. If I yeah. had known the address to submit to, I probably would have submitted some because I had, as a kid, I probably had two or three notebooks full of just something man characters because I, I was well. And as the games as the games went on, like for example, Mega Man Seven, they had two hundred and twenty thousand submissions for that game. So two just rocketed it up, and mm-hmm. people. And four had 70,000, and it just kept going up and up. And how do you even have time to process all of those? And how do you whittle it down to eight? This is before technology, too. So this is just like reading the mail. Before the internet. People were mailing these things. Right. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Anyway, so I did have this cart, Justin. Uh How many zombies did the dude slay during their quest for the cart? Um, this is actually the only Mega Man game that I grew up with. I did not have any other Mega Man games in my collection when I was younger. This is the only one that I actually had when I was a kid and grew up with and played. So there'll be better stories for the the other five Mega Man games as to how I acquired <laughs> them. But this one is just uh, somebody bought it for me. Probably mom, dad, somebody. Actually, probably not dad. Maybe mom. Definitely not your dad. Um, tangent, side note. Uh, I thought about your dad earlier because I was thinking about... We were talking about the Rocky movies and the montages in the Rocky movies. Yeah. And how I thought number four was probably my favorite. But it, it was like Rocky was just doing work at somebody's house. He's just like chopping wood <laughs> and stuff. And then I thought, he's at, he's at Arthur Kelso's house chopping wood, doing work. That's my montage from when I was a kid. (laughs) Rocky Four. Okay, so let's talk about the game. Well, did did you guys have any stories about how you got the game? Are you doing, Justin? You may not have. I had the game as a kid, and then me losing this game is the reason why to this day I still do not borrow games to friends. I don't care how close of a friend they are because I was going on summer vacation and I had a stack of NES games. And my friend was going to his grandma's house. He's like, it's going to be a terrible vacation. I'm just going to sit there and do nothing. I'm like, here, take my NES games with you. And it had pretty much all the Mega Man's and a bunch of the Mario games and Excite Bikes. Like, pretty much any classic that you could think of. Well, I never got any of them back oh, at all. Oh, that's terrible. Man. And, and that I awful. asked him about it, and he's just like, no, I don't know where they are. So <laughs> at the time, I didn't really... I cared, but that was right kind of at the crest of when the Super Nintendo was coming out. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm never going to play those things again. But <laughs> I don't lend games to people anymore. Yeah. 
He I've said, lost a few games that way. Yeah. yeah, you've also taken a few games that way, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, uh, Neighbor Kid, I took, <laughs> yeah. I took about 15 games from him that kind of day. Yeah. He gave them so. to me, though. It wasn't it wasn't like, here, borrow these. He was kind yeah. of a... I had a friend do that once, too. He's like, hey, I left something for you out under my tree. So I drove over to his house, and it was just this bag of PS1 RPGs. And going back through, like, these are super rare RPGs in there now. <laughs> it's just under a tree in his yard. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> just didn't. Uh, I don't man. want them. I don't want them anymore. Get these out of my house. I can't even look at them anymore. I can't even look at them anymore. I'm just going to put them outside under a tree. <laughs> he wasn't married, was he? Mm-mm. No. 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 Okay. When I was probably 16. Okay. I mean, I don't think he was married. That would be funny. All right, well, so let's let's talk about this game here. Was your gameplay clunkier than a one-legged mutant or smoother than a doomsday prepper? Uh, I've got a treat. It's the same treat that I always bring to the table. The manual. The manual. <laughs> oh, and dear. Again, a special message from Captain Commando. Oh, yeah. Did this one have a coupon? Associated with it as well? Uh, I don't think so. DuckTales had a coupon. Yeah, DuckTales oh! had a coupon. It did have a coupon. Oh, uh, right. say, save up to $10 when you purchase Capcom video games. See inside for details. So all right. It did have a $10 coupon. That's good. Yeah. No wonder they sold so many more of Mega Man 2 than their Mega Man 1. Yeah, I had a coupon. All right, so... Those instructions for getting started are very precise, as if you <laughs> don't know how to play a game. Put this in, turn it on, and we'll begin. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, I thought this was a cheese grater. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. That's funny. Let's see if I can find there. I don't see a story. Normally, I would read the story, but uh... do you, side side note about manuals. I don't know if you guys have listened to some of our shows where we talk about like we have this weird obsession with instruction manuals and how they smell. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever go through that phase as a kid? Like you'd get a new game, you'd open it up, and you'd sm- smell the. Uh, I guess I no. I don't no. know. I guess well, I kind of well, still. I kind of. I can do that, I guess, with books. They kind of have the same smell. Just a new book just kind of has this... No, I would say... It's yeah. treated paper smell or something. <laughs> I will say this. I didn't do that with the manual, but I definitely did that with electronics. Like, there's nothing like opening a Nintendo at new inbox or just anything electronic, but uh, distinctly remember, like, Nintendo. Next time you open a brand new game, if there's an instruction manual in it, take a big old whiff. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. And that's what I grew up with. It's, it's awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to if you can actually find a game that has an instruction manual. Yeah. But I don't necessarily remember if the NES games, the manual smelled that good. Like, I remember the PS2 games. Hmm. Them smelled really I, good. I would go pull out one of the manuals and see if they do now, but I'm afraid of what I might catch. I have a couple factory sealed. <laughs> PS2 just be willing to crack open and smell just to relive that, but I don't necessarily want to ruin the value. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you kind of get the same smell with, um, and it's kind of the same, it's kind of what we've had to turn to nowadays, like strategy guides. They kind of have that same smell to them. 
if they're wrapped up, if they came time. sealed. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, probably it's too bad. Fungus. Kids these days don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Anthrax. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. So, in the manual, it teaches you how to beat Airman. Apparently. Yeah. Wait. It just teaches you how to beat everybody. <laughs> no. No. Just Airman. Oh, just Airman. We're gonna give just you Airman. Airman. We're gonna give you Airman. Yeah. That's it. Just Airman. Yeah. Right. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen that before in a manual. How does Final Fantasy beat... Eight had a? No, it was Final Fantasy Seven had a mini walkthrough for the first bombing mission in the manual. Yeah. Well, See, it's, 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 it's it's interesting to think about because they it's kind of like they give you a jumping off point, you know. Although right. I wouldn't pick Airman. Who starts as my with first Airman? Battle. Yeah, I don't think that's a good. Choice. I normally start. I think I start with Metal Man. I always start with Metal Man. Yeah, Metal Man. Because that's like a yeah. straight up walkthrough of the level too. Yeah, it's it's everything. It's, the it's level, not just the here's Man dodge his attacks and shoot him. No, it's it's straight up. You it tells you everything about the level. It tells you about the flying fish and the fan fan fiends, whatever those are. Those are the I guess those are the guys that just try to blow you off the platform. Hmm. So yeah. interesting that the manual uh, actually shows you how to beat a level. And then it gives you some of the characters and the weapons. So that's that's a good place to stop and talk for a minute. The characters of the game. Okay. So where did you start with? I start I always start with Metal Man. I always start with Metal Man. Yeah, and even a lot of like, even I though always... a lot of strategies recommend you start with Bubble Man. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. I never heard that one. Because I I was watching hmm. a few speedruns on YouTube and uh, they they a lot of them start with Metal Man. So, well, see the I the reason I start with Metal Man and I think the reason why a lot of people start with Metal Man and sorry, there's our outline for everybody. Hey, there you go. I don't know where I lost the manual. There it is. There it is. Anyways, the reason I think a lot of people start with Metal Man, the reason I do, is because the Metal Blade um, weapon is just overpowered, and you can blast through the entire game with it, basically. One of the most overpowered weapons in video game history. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't use a lot of energy, and it hurts. And you can aim it pretty much like anywhere it. you want. So, I like how Metal Man knows that his weapon is so powerful that if he gets hit by his own weapon later in the game, it's an instant kill. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. I, I I beat Metal Man first, and then I went to Flash Man, and literally That's a strange jump. Yeah. Well, so I was... Now I uh, Flash Man went down pretty quick off of the metal. Well, his his primary weakness is Metal Man, but I guess everybody's yeah. kind of is. Yeah. So. Yeah, I uh, I've got with me here. I brought this just in case anybody. Uh, what, is that backwards uh, to you, or is that just backwards to me? No, I see it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this has my. Is this where you kept dot pictures of all the codes? Yeah, yeah. I've got my see. I've got my dot, my diagrams of the codes. And I've got my order that I figured out here. So the order that I always went in, and the order that I continue to go in, is I go Metal Man, Air Man, 
Crash Man, Bubble Man, Heat Man, Wood Man, Flash Man, Quick Man. That's the order that I always like to go in. You go with Airman second. I don't know if it's the most second? efficient. Yeah. Yeah, I usually go Airman second. I don't. I don't know why. I just always have. See, I usually go. I I do Airman third because I figured Woodman, Metal cuts him down. I mean, there's a couple different theories with that, and that's kind of the beauty of the Mega Man games is that they they're so intricately designed that each of the enemies there's a reason for why they take each other down. Um, I guess Woodman's instant kill is from fire when it's fully charged, but mm-hmm. um, with Woodman before Airman, because if you use the leaf shield, it takes him out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I typically, I don't know, once I get the metal blade, I just use it on everybody from, from then on out, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> cheating, and it kind of breaks the game a little bit, but I don't know. That's just that's just the way I like to play. So you roll. I like to cheat and cheat hard. If you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> Speaking of which, somebody had mentioned we need to uh, implement a cheat code like segment. Does anybody have any cheats for this game? There, there was pulled, passwords. I pulled this when I was up in Canada in uh, Kevin, we were playing through this and he taught me something that in all of my years of playing Mega Man, I never knew. If you have two controllers plugged in and, and so down button on the second player, Mega Man can jump higher. What? Huh. Yeah. Really? Never knew I that. No idea about that. That's crazy. Makes the game so much easier. Oh, that's or you could just, if you don't have any friends or siblings, you could just take another controller and tape the button down. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a hard sell to somebody, though. Here, I want you to hold this room controller. You're not going to play the game. You're just going to hold this down, right? Could you that's, do that? That's, 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 a, that's a younger sibling move right there. That's yeah, what you, definitely. Yeah. You give that to your younger brother, younger sister, whoever. That's, that's, and then they think they're playing, they're helping, which they are, I guess. But yeah. Um, no, the re- I guess them, the them, see what you just did. See what you just did. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, I think the only I got some tips for this game, I guess, and I guess we all kind of got some tips. One is use Metal Blade all the time. And that's, oh yeah, that's pretty much the best tip you can have for this game. Also, the Heat Man stage using getting item two before you go to Heat Man stage, and you can just fly right over all those disappearing platform things. That's a pretty big tip. Yes. Well, that's a new thing that they incorporated into Mega Man 2 is the items as well. And there was some cause for concern, like, is this going to make the game too easy? But corporate, I believe it was, was actually saying, we need to make this game more accessible. Because Mega Man 2, was, or Mega Man 1 was pretty hard. It was it was pretty unforgiving. And uh, the fact that people came back to it was pretty impressive. But the, the inclusion of the items was was great, especially RC. So did you or did you not like the items, everybody? I don't like them. There's a couple spots in Wily's Castle where you have to throw the items at just the perfect pixel distance in order to make a jump to a ladder, and it's things like that 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 when a game is hard for stupid reasons like that, I, I get kicked off. And it's hard because it's like, okay, that's this takes good timing, but those just, a lot of them felt really forced. Yeah, it's... and as the series goes on, like oh, you have the submarine, and now you got to be underwater, and just 
I just want to jump over things and shoot them. Yeah, it's it's hard, but it's it's what I call stupid hard. And I talk about that all the time at school. It's like, it's hard, but it's not hard as in it's challenging in the way of what you're looking for. It's just, I'm going to make something that's very difficult for you to do. You know, if I'm the creator of the game. And I, you know, I'm not trying to bash them, but you know. No. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that the problem with the items for me is is what you all are saying. Plus, um, there's parts like when you can use item two and just kind of break the game all. Like they design this whole platforming segment, and if you have item two, you just fly right over. So they're yeah. they're kind of they kind of not only do they make it more difficult in parts, but they also make it super easy in parts. Mm-hmm. So I think those I options there for people game. who. They may have put those there for people who just said, you know what, this is too difficult, and like, okay, here's your out, giving, (laughs) maybe it's that initial jumping off point where you have a choice in how you do this. You know, instead of a shortcut, here's an easier way to do it. Yeah, it's like the uh, P-Wing. Where your friends will call you, you, yeah. The P-Wing. Your friends are going to make fun of you if you do use it. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. Although I always use the P-Wing to fly over the... Uh, Air Fortress part of Mega, of uh, Super Mario Bros. Three, and I am not afraid to admit that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I did. I did. I do see one more hint slash tip slash cheat here. Uh, when you are starting a level, press start, then immediately hold A plus B and press the D pad in the direction of the displayed boss, and the stars in the background will change into birds. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> More of an Easter egg, egg. yeah. Yeah, a little Easter egg there. Yeah. Um, That's worth trying out. So, yeah. Yeah. So, what about the the graphics in this game? I know you touched on a little bit about making it... He wanted to make it more anime or something like that. I don't really think I noticed that necessarily myself, Mm. but... I would never have thought that until I read that, and even still... I think looking at his character designs, you can see it, but regardless when you transfer that to 8-bit, they're all going to look the same anyway. Yeah. I think it looks a lot like the first Mega Man game, but I think it differs in a couple of places. I think that the the bosses are kind of the same, but I think the, I guess they're sub-bosses or mini-bosses, like the big things that you fight in between the bosses, Mm -hmm. I think those are a lot more detailed in this game, and I think the backgrounds are about twice as detailed, or ten times as detailed. I don't know. The backgrounds of this game are two uh, are way better than the first one, I think. Yeah, but now, now I'm going to go on to one complaint. Is the Bubble Man level really mess with my eyes? The waterfall, really? you know? Oh, yeah. No, it's it just... Uh, it kind of made my head yeah. a little bit. It's got it that kind trippy of a, optical illusion going on. Yeah. Right, and you're trying to platform I at think, the same time. Yeah. I think aside from Quick Man, the Bubble Man level is my least favorite in this game. Yeah, yeah. I think the, I don't. I, I think the Bubble Man level may be my least favorite because I really don't like the physics of it being in the water and having those. I guess they're mines or spikes at the top. Or... I've learned to overcome that, but the the Quick Man level where you're dodging those fire beams that are coming out, I just. That's that would fall into that category of stupid hard for just simply the reason of being being hard. Yeah, but it, and then at the same time, it turns kind of easy if you use uh, Flashman's power, the time stopper. I think it turns easy. 
It does, and there's there's no fine balance between the two. It's either super hard or ridiculously easy because you used an item. And I don't know if it was meant to be that way, but if you try to go through without using it, no matter how many times you've played it, you're still going to mess up and you're still going to die a lot. Yeah, I think that's kind of that kind of ends up being the fault of a lot of Mega Man games, though, because it's it's kind of you play it until you figure out that this item does this, mm-hmm. and whenever whenever you figure out that you know the time stopper will stop the time, and you can go through that or uh, whatever weapon works for whatever boss, the game becomes a whole lot easier. Well, at least the the time stopper actually has a function in the game because you get it you're like wow this kind of stinks it works for one boss but it only takes out half as hell purpose for quick man and that's it yeah yeah i don't know i think i think it i think this game had more i think that plays more of a factor nowadays when people can look it up can look things up online and can can research and whatnot I, back in the day when we, when we were younger and playing this I think that ha- just added a lot of replay value, where you would play it and you would die and you'd get better, and then you would figure something out and be like, "Oh wow, this is super easy." Yeah. Well, we would have contests with each other where, when a new Mega Man game would come out, we'd all get it and then we'd we'd rush home to play it, or we'd come over to each other's house and play it and, and see who could beat it the fastest. Or, or if you didn't play with each other, then you'd come back to school and you're talking about the levels with each other, like, "Well, which order did you go in? What'd you do? And like, how'd you do this?" And you're like, "I'm not telling you." Yeah. That's <laughs> right. You, if you knew. If you knew what they didn't know, you could lord that over them, and for a while you were the coolest kid in third grade. Yeah, it gave you power, right? If you yeah. knew the right order, or if you knew a little trick or a little something like that, you had the power. You the were the place. center of the circle on the playground. Yeah. Circle of three three kids, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and only pretty, pretty much only the nerdy kids, but it's whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I gotta say, though, you know, we were talking about so I went Metal Man, and then jumped into Flash Man, which you guys kind of seemed shocked when I said that may not have been the best. And Flash Man, I have that level. I kind of have a love hate relationship for because I actually love the music to that level, but I don't mm-hmm. like the level. I hate I hate treadmilling platforms. You know what I'm talking about, where they're like mm-hmm. they're moving backwards and you're moving forwards, or vice versa, and you know, or or it's making you go faster. I just I, I've never liked that in any games. And uh, doesn't not, that level also have glass or ice or something where you're slipping and sliding around? I always yeah. hate levels like that too. Yeah, it's it it's it's all about a moving platform on that level, and that's a level that. I didn't like, but I've really liked the music on that level. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's a good jumping-off point to talk about music. What was what was everybody's favorite tune? Because I think everybody has to have a favorite Mega Man in each game, as well as probably the whole series. But just in this game, what was your favorite song? Um, I can't. I honestly can't pick a favorite, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, there is a composer named 8-Bit Baby. Have you guys heard of him? No. no. He has done a lullaby rendition of every Mega Man 2 song. So, <laughs> again, to perpetuate my love for Mega Man, when my daughter was born, my wife and I bought this CD and we played it for my daughter when she would go to bed. So she'd go to bed with two lullabies. So nice. now it's nice. it's kind of this thing where when she hears that, it's time to start calming down, and she recognizes those songs. 
But on the other side of that coin, too, have you guys heard of the band called The Megas? Uh, yes, I have heard of them. They did a rock opera based on Mega Man 2 called Get Equipped, which is okay by rock opera standards. The vocals aren't all there, and the music is a little shaky. But they redid it as an acoustic version, and it's called Get Acoustic, and it is one of my absolute favorite video game soundtracks. And they add lyrics to it, and it's kind of hokey, but it's kind of the whole purpose of, of Mega Man's story. If you've read the comics, it's really cheesy, it's really hokey, and they nail it. And because of those two things, I can't pick a favorite. Um, I really like Bubble Man's song, just because it's kind of that, that flowy, underwater, melodic piece. But then you have Crash Man, who's really upbeat, and, and he's just explodes a ton of fun. Yeah. I think I would probably... I... I, I need to listen to this lullaby stuff you're talking about. I don't have I don't have a uh, a kid, but I might just put myself to sleep to it or something. I don't know. It's great. But, I mean, he's he did a rendition of Ducktales the Moon theme, and it's uh-huh. I I don't yeah. see what all the you guys last week you guys were talking about is is highly regarded as one of the best video game songs of all time. And if you listen to just the Moon theme from Ducktales, it it's hardly distinguishable from anything else out. I can't pick it out, and I don't really think it's that great. But if you listen to the moon theme that 8-Bit Baby does, it's awesome. It's like, I can see why people like this. <laughs> There's, uh, you know, have you ever heard of the guy Smooth and the Groove? Yes. On YouTube? Yeah. He does a couple of acapellas. I haven't listened to him, I just looked it up. He does the Dr. Wily stage, uh, and that's it for Mega Man 2. But somebody else does the intro acapella, so... There was a until Floss did Mega Man 2 with lyrics, and that kind of ruined the title song for me because every time I hear it, I sing his lyrics, <laughs> and they're not really intelligent lyrics by any stretch of the imagination, and they kind of are <laughs> they're, they're stupid, but it's hilarious. I don't really like so the adding, I, adding lyrics to covers of video game songs. If it's a, if it's a whole new song, which I think is what the Megas did, right? They just kind of but they kind of incorporated some sounds from the. No, it is it is the it is the theme song, but they they wrote it from a perspective using canon from the comic books, and there there's like the main song, um, I can't remember the title of it, but there's a line in the comic books where Doctor Light is talking to Mega Man about uh, he's going through this whole identity crisis about how he used to be just this little helper robot, and now he gained all these powers and he's becoming possessed with it, and he can't he's He's becoming angry, and Dr. Light pulls all his weapons away, and he's like, you know, I, I built you in my image. I, I gave you eyes. I gave you hair. But this burden in your heart, uh, I didn't put there. And they kind of string that into the, the whole chorus of this song and build the song around that. And they give each of the, the bosses a just a goofy identity. Like, Bubble Man knows that his, like, everybody else makes fun of him. He's pointless and worthless, <laughs> and his weapon does nothing. <laughs> And it's it's a ton of fun to listen to. It's really really hokey, but the music is fantastic. Cool. Right. Yeah, I have to give it a shot. I I was gonna say that I think Woodman is probably my favorite song, and the reason I think it's my favorite is is because when I hear it, I hear a metal riff. Like it just sounds like a metal song, and I was I was meant to look it up and see. I'm sure somebody out there somewhere has covered it in the style, in that style of music. But, um, I don't know, I just really like that one. Yeah. They're all, they're all great. I mean... Oh, yeah, they're all good. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't think I heard a single song that didn't stick in my head after playing the game. Yeah. So, okay. So All right. Worked, uh, we, before we wrap up the game talk, uh, we did do a, a high score challenge. It wasn't really a high score challenge this week because there's no score in this game, but it was a speedrun challenge. Um, and again, you know, we have dude Sean who's, who's running our <laughs> challenges. Uh, and he runs our, our high score group and he, he puts together the spreadsheet for us for each week. Um, and again, we realize why. Because on top, <laughs> as usual, is uh, dude Sean with the ridiculous to me speed run time of 42 minutes and 35 seconds. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty awesome. But what blows, what really blows me away is there are three times right amongst each other in the 40-minute range. Uh, Derek Fletchell comes in second with 43 minutes and 44 seconds. And Dude Baz comes in third with 44 minutes and 19 seconds. So, I mean, people are pretty good at this game. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, to round out the top five here, we got... Uh, Mark Scott Jr. with one hour and 19 minutes, and then Gabe Van Gilder with one hour and 23 minutes. So we've got some pretty big-time Mega Man players roaming around in our group there. I, I will say I didn't beat the game this week. I was trying to get a speedrun time also, but I was at about an hour and a half before I ever even got into Wiley's Castle, so I wouldn't I was. Have, I, I think I anywhere hit near the top. five bosses down in... 22-ish, 20-ish minutes. I had to stop playing. I recently played through it as a challenge to Aaron Robison on my cell phone using just touch input control, and I think I was able to get through that in about an hour and 25 minutes, but I do not recommend playing a Mega Man with only touch input, because you need those physical buttons. Yeah, I'm not even going to attempt that. It was rough. Not a chance. I don't want to ruin my image of this game, you know. <laughs> okay, right. so is it fun? Is it worth the cost? Let's talk about How much the cost. does it go for? Alright, so cost. We're going to go with the Amazon cost. Uh, Amazon, if you're listening and you want to throw in some money towards our way for shouting your name out, so we're not going not gonna to turn it out. Uh, I think no, we seriously. have an affiliate link, by the way, but I don't know how to get people to click through that. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, used from about 30 bucks to 40 bucks. Uh, new factory sealed. $999. Mm. And the other one... The other one is 1600 So there's two factory sales out there, 999 and $1,600. So. With Good luck those, you got to be careful, though, because people have learned how to reseal games to look like original uh, Nintendo. Yeah, we have, a lo- we have a game shop here in Knoxville that I won't call out by name, but it's a, it's a retro shop that reseals games and tries to sell them as new. Really? It's pretty easy to tell. I mean, if it looks too good to be true, uh, if they don't have that traditional... Like, some of the games that have a seam along the back from the factory, a lot of places don't know that, and they'll just seal it and fold it over like a Christmas present. Like, that's not from the factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, at thir- well, let's just say $30, because that sounds like a pretty roundabout price, that maybe an yeah. average price that you could probably find it for. 
at thirty dollars, would you recommend this game? Yeah, I Absolutely. would. I would. Yeah, Definitely I would too. Thirty bucks. I would too. I think this is probably. I think we t- we talked about last week Ducktales being in the cream of the crop. I think this game is better than Ducktales. So yeah, if that tells you anything, if you don't I think, have access. To an NES, though you can get the 3D, the 3DS eShop version for like six dollars. Um, there's the Japanese port for the PlayStation on PSN for six bucks, and they all play the same. Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to pay for the original cart, then definitely yeah. search it out for cheaper. You know, yeah. I, I think they're. I have the also have the anniversary, whatever it is, Mega Man anniversary game for the GameCube. Or maybe it's the yeah. original Xbox. They had the anniversary collection and then the X collection for GameCube and PS Xbox. Yeah, I have both of those, and I, if you can find that, I would definitely recommend picking that up. But I think that's oh, yeah. become a little bit more rare out in the world. But you know, this game is readily available, and I recommend getting it in whatever way, means, fashion whatever word you want to use there. It's just one of those games that if you consider yourself to be a gamer, you have to have at least played yeah. to appreciate because this game does inspire a lot of games in the future. It kind of sets some precedents for really good platforming. Yeah. And I think uh, that team, that original team that decided to just take this on themselves, I think uh, they deserve a round of applause. Kudos, yeah. Kudos to them. Yeah. All right. So... Did you guys come up with any retrofitted trophies? Did you survive the fallout long enough to claim your retrofitted trophies? I got a couple. I went with two. Alright, I got four. I was going to do more, like I said, but I stopped at four. So I'll start us off here. Uh, The first one is called They Call Me Barry Allen. And that is make it through Quick Man's sta- stage without using the time stop. And for those of you who are not Ooh. nerdy enough to know, Barry Allen is the Flash. Oh, okay. I was I was blanking on that. So, yeah. Our our friends over at uh, Comic Nerds Unite are rolling around in anger. Yeah, they're shaking their fist at you right now. Right. All right. Justin, what do you got? Uh, so my first one is the Gearhead Trophy, and that is Beat Metal Man because it looks like the blades look like gears, like in a watch or something. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Eric, you got one? Um, I can't decide on a name for this one. I've got two different, either running on fumes or running on E, and it's using no E tanks the entire game. Oh, Ooh, like that. that's a nice one. I like I like running on fumes. Let's go with that. Yeah. Speaking of e tanks, my daughter again. This is my nerdiness coming through again. Um, just we decided to, we make our own stockings for Christmas, and I made her an e tank stocking. Nice. nice. <laughs> and Very then nice. two years ago, I made myself an eight bit Mega Man one. So they're they're oh, full wow. of stockings that you can put stuff in. They're pretty big. Yeah. But then my wife felt left out, so I made a pink one. Oh, nice. Aren't you just a little seamstress? Yeah. Heck yeah, (laughs) and and I'm not afraid to say it. I can use a sewing machine. I made my sister one year for Christmas. She's a huge Mega Man fan as well. I cut out over 2,000 2-inch silk squares 
bits and together into a giant queen size Mega Man duvet cover. Wow. Nice. It was like two and a half months of work. I would say so. But it's awesome. It sounds you, tedious. You could probably open up your own little hobby shop. Yeah. Isn't it, what, do, what do they call it? Etsy? I probably could. Isn't that where you Etsy. go? Heck, I, if people, if you guys want to, if you guys want a Mega Man stocking, hit me up. I'd make you one. They don't, they don't take too long. I got the pattern. Sweet. Sweet. Let's see. I've Real got, men know how to sew. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's so many times when I've lost a button off my shirt, and I just I just throw up my arms. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Just throw I'll the shirt throw, away. Throw this one away. <laughs> throw the shirt away. <laughs> I usually just burn them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> rags. Make some rags. Um, let's see. I've got uh, I got another trophy. It's now that's how you make an entrance. And to get that trophy, you have to jump into the boss gate. So you have, see, you I thought that was a standard regardless. When my sister and I play, we actually make fun of each other. It's not just the boss screen. It's any time you're going across the screen. You have to be jumping in mid-flight in order right. for it to be a true Mega Man screen change. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think I've ever... I don't even know what the animation is whenever you run into it. Because I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah. You jump. It's just what you do. You have to jump. All right. So my next one is the Michael Trophy, and that is defeat Bubble Man, and that is because Michael has a tendency to break my daughter's bubble (laughs) machine. So uh, that's for you, Mike. (laughs) So, Uh, yeah, story, we had a birthday party for my daughter, and Michael showed up, and he tried to put bubbles in her bubble machine, and... It didn't work from there on out, so... It's a fitting yeah, trophy. This, <laughs> this past year, you got her another one, and all I had to do was look at it, and it didn't work. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what happened. It's uh, funny. So, um, I've got a couple more. I've got one called You're Not Hardcore, and it's killing all of the enemies with only the metal blades. Nice. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater would be another another name for that. You physically cannot beat the game using only metal blades because bubble is the only weapon that works on the final boss. Oh, and there's also uh, the part where I kept getting stuck or just getting frustrated and quitting when you have to use the crash bomb thing in that room with the little eyeballs that shoot at you. There is exactly one pattern that you can do for that, and if you don't know it, you're not going to get past it. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that out. I think I think what I had I think you can what I figured out after the fact and haven't had a chance to go back and play it, I think you can play that part and blow up all the walls and then die and then go back out and refill and go back in, the walls are still gone. I think that's a I don't the way think you can. Well that's what's that's once what, you're in, you're in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I never did figure out the pattern. And I never did uh, get a chance to try out that other trick. So Anyways, that's that's a frustrating part. I meant to mention it during the sh- during the gameplay segment, but let's see. I got another trophy. It's called "I Ain't Got No Time for This," and that is skip the Heat Man uh, disappearing platform part using item two. That is ain't, ain't got no time for this. Cheat, not trying hard enough. <laughs> uh, I've got another one that is again using weapons just called Pea Shooter and beat the entire game with only your Mega Buster. Ooh. Ooh. That would be tricky. Yeah, I bet a lot of people tried to do that, though. 
except because you know people do that with old these old games. They they beat them so many times that they got to figure out how to spice it up. So they'll try to beat it. How can I make this game harder? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just got one more. It's called Taming the Dragon Zord, and that is defeat the Mecha Dragon without taking a hit. Which is not that. Can hard, we talk you know about, about that intro section to the dragon for a minute? Because that is awesome. But it also is a huge um, testament to the limitations of the NES, where if you're jumping too quick, the blocks don't appear fast enough. But if you're too slow, you're going to get killed by the dragon. So you have to find that Goldilocks area on the screen where the dragon might not appear, but his pixels are technically there. And you got to jump where you know the blocks are haven't appeared yet. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that I love part that though. Boss. Yeah, it's it's so cool. It just, I mean, there's no other boss in the game that comes in like that, you know. Or he's knocking the blocks away out from under your feet, and you're having to try to stay at him. That's just a really cool part. And we also didn't mention the intro to the game, the 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 intro intro to the game, which I thought was really cool. How you it pans up. Yeah. From, the, from below the skyscraper, mm-hmm. and Mega Man standing at the top with his helmet off. I thought that was really cool. With his his hairs flowing, that's some yeah. that's some good flow right there. <laughs> that's some straight that's 80s. robotic hair. Yeah, that's some good flow. Yeah. All right, so uh, I guess that's all. Is that all the trophies? I don't have any more. I don't have any more. No. That's it. okay. Okay, well, let's give this game a rating. Come on, dudes, give us the game rating based on apocalyptic movies. Justin, hmm. how would you suggest we rate this game? How did we do Mega Man, the original Mega Man? I, I think we did, type, we did Type of Robot, because I think I remember doing a Roomba as mine. <laughs> uh, you really didn't like Mega Man 1, did you? I liked my Roomba. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this is hard. Let's see. Um, yeah, this, this, this is hard. That's what she said. Um... Let's see. Any ideas? Um, we could do... Since Metal Blade gets used so much, we could use type of blade or type of metal. Type of knife. Type of sword. Mm. We could just do type of blade. That could be knife, sword, whatever. Yeah, okay. There we go. All right. So I am going to give this game... Um, I'm going to give it a katana because to me that is just the coolest sword in the world and it uh, it's very effective it uh, can slice through uh, well, what, Justin was it Cliff I'm sorry dude this is a little bit of a tangent was it Cliff that thought he could chop the top off of a wine bottle with a katana yeah yeah. it, it wasn't successful yeah, well, I, I, I used to have a claymore and not the katana I used to have a claymore when I was in college, and our neighbors had a garden, and we used to go out into their garden and pick cabbages and play baseball with the cabbages and the katana and just cut them in half. Nice. It's not a good thing for college people. Well, but it's a fitting rating of this game. So, there you go. But I would give my rating as a scimitar, because it looks cool, and it's super fun to use. Yeah. Okay. Much but like it's probably really difficult to use too. 
I'm going to go with Machete, because it's kind of like, you know, the all-around good blade to have around, you know? <laughs> if you want to, I don't know, cut some grass or maybe cut a cantaloupe, I don't know what you're going to do with it, but, you know, uh, this game's good all around. got a lot of different it's things a, you can do with it, so, yeah. It's a game that everybody should have in their garage, just right. in case. A Machete. Everybody has to have a Machete. And everybody has to have Mega Man Right. Works for me. All right. All right. Listener feedback. All right. I have it pulled up successfully. That's a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> uh, Matthew Stefanski. Stefanski. I like that last name. Um, part two is my favorite. Brad Barley said, so good. Great choice. Doug DeLecky Jr. said, uh, if anyone says they don't love this game, I'd have to call them a liar. This is definitely in this guy's top ten on my on, on my to review list someday. Michael Murdoch said, one of the my favorites never had this one, the NES, uh, but I have the Mega Man collection on my GameCube. Also, the comics were awesome. Have more story to who the robot masters were before Dr. Wily stepped in and Wily things up. I'm going to have to read these comics. Everybody, it sounds like, Eric, you said they're good. This guy said <laughs> they're, they're good. They're actually really good, and they're true canon. And uh, it kind of gives you a little bit more of an insight into the story. Are they? I think they're made by Archie, right? Yes. And what's really cool is if you continue to follow the series... Up around 19, I think, um, they do a Worlds Collide with Mega Man and Sonic, and their two universes combine, and Dr. Wily teams up with Dr. Robotnik, and and Mega Man are kind of at odds with each other, and then they join, defeat Robotnik and Wily, and it's just a cool team-up. Like, you'd never think, oh, Mega Man and Sonic in the same game, or in the same universe together, but it's it's pretty cool. That does yeah. sound pretty cool. Yeah, yes. They do that in uh, Smash Brothers. You can play as Sonic and Mega Man now. Yeah. Oh, they added Sonic. Yeah, they have Sonic and Mega Man both in the new Smash Brothers. I didn't think Sonic was in the new Smash Brothers. Yeah, he's about impossible to use because he's too fast. But, uh... Oh, that's right. Yes, you're right. He is there. Okay, so Jacob McClan- McClanahan said. Amazing game, ridiculously hard, probably where the term Nintendo hard came from. I still gotta say that 3 is my favorite, though. That may make me part of the minority, but oh well. Mark Scott Jr. said, What can I say? I love this game. One of my favorite memories was the day I got this game. Won it from a scavenger hunt. Been a Mega Man fan ever since. It's a pretty sweet scavenger hunt. That's the kind of scavenger hunt I want to be a part of. Yeah. Steven Stone said, I would call it perfection. The Mega Man games on NES are the true test of your patience and learning capacity. There's not much to say other than, if you've never given classic Mega Man the old college try, you are missing out. Derek Fletchell said, this is the first Mega Man game I ever played. The graphics, music, and control are tops. Other games in the series are great, but this one is still my favorite, and is always the first one I turn to when I need a quick Mega Man fix. I can just imagine somebody that's like a junkie that needs a Mega Man fix. Oh, man. I know. He's like scratching their arm. That's... Uh, yeah. 
Alright. Um, Greg, Pro- Greg Polander said, One of my all-time favorite NES games. I love the Mega Man series, but this one is the best. Everything about it is perfect. The gameplay, the music, the bosses, the control of the Blue Bomber, it's so good. Even the box cover is fun, and that's so good, it's good 80s way. Um, Sean, our guy that uh, does the, the, the top scores, says, Love Mega Man, while number two isn't in my favorites. I understand why it is a good number of people's favorite. The music is memorable, level designs are great, and the Robot Masters were some of the best ones to make up a Mega Man game. Certainly propelled the series to a new height. Only gripe is that Metal Blade unbalances a good portion of the art. Robot Man fights. Daniel Walker says, Best Mega Man ever. I love this game so much, I've got some retrofitted trophies for it. And... Those retrofitted trophies are It's not technically cheating uh, Skip long pit of reappearing box And heat man stage by using item 2 Thank you for not smoking Beat heat man Thrifty shooter Beat the boss in Wiley stage 4 And insert dirty joke here Beat Woodman. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one, that one And Sean put one on there BFG version 1.0 Obtain the metal blade so. Yeah, he said shout out to the Doom players that get this retro trophy. Uh, Daniel, let's see. Yeah, they're talking to each other. Uh, do what? Lots of feedback. Yeah. Of course, I'm not surprised. Uh, Jesse Benson said, awesome pick. I still remember staying up most of the night with my cousin trying to beat this game. Took us forever to try to figure out Bubble Man's Powers played a big role. Good times. Uh, let's see. And Brian Voss said, Brian Voss said, I used to play it, play the game all night with my brothers. I could never beat it. And Greg Van Gilder said, it could take a while if you don't know what you're doing, especially boss level two or three, with those shooters and the walls you blow up with crash bombs. So, that is our feedback. All right. We do have a voicemail, if it'll work. And I'm not 100% sure this is about Mega Man. This may actually be about Duck Hunt. Or not Duck Hunt. Hey, dudes. What's going on? Sean here. I know that I missed the actual show to get this in, but I wanted to wait until the high score challenge was over. I want to thank each and every one of you that participated in the challenge for the game that I'll get before. DuckTales. With that, I'd also like to pass along my congratulations to uh, Derek Fletchall. Apologies if I got that wrong. I'm just reading how you told me. <laughs> uh, you ended up winning the $20 gift card to whatever council that you had with a score of 7633000 Thanks for putting in such an amazing score, Derek. DuckTales was one of my favorite games growing up, and while I only beat it a few times when I was a kid, it's exactly the kind of game that made me a better player in general. The scores are amazing, and the animations are fluid. For a game released in 89, it raised the bar for sure. The platforming is solid. I completely believed that this game wouldn't have been as good if the pogo ability wasn't involved. My using of it evolves every time I play, and I find faster and more efficient ways to fly through each level just by, just by getting better at the, uh, the pogo stick there. 
The only gripe that I ever had with this game is that sometimes pogoing can be a little wonky if you don't know exactly what you're doing. It's something that got fixed in like the sequel, but once you learn what you're doing wrong, everything gets way easier. I've just seen too many people fall off from uh, playing this game just because of that hurdle. But from what I've heard, it doesn't seem like you guys had any much of a problem with that. Michael, Justin, thanks for doing what you guys do, and I'll catch you later. Bye. I'll have to work on this a little bit. Uh, Mike is having Michael is having some technical difficulties, so you're really cutting out. It's next to impossible for me to hear him. Yeah. Um, so we did. We got feedback. Um, so anyway, Eric, thank you for coming on. It was a, yeah, it was a pleasure. Anytime. If you guys, if you guys uh, play any more Mega Man, no, as long as it's not Mega Man Legends. <laughs> no, I'm sure we're going to play a lot more Mega Man games as they are. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, you can always check us out on all of our uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, anything out there we're on. And always check check us out uh, on our website, nesdudes.com, nintendudes.com, and twodudesinanest.com. And you can all. I'm going to give a shameless plug to yes, our show here. Please do, please. Do. Factory Sealed. We've got a, we've got our a website up and running. We've kind of transitioned out of Mana Tank, so we're factorysealed.manatank.com. Uh, we record every Sunday. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Honest Pizza, and uh, definitely check us out. Yeah. Am I back? Am I okay? Yeah. Well, you're no. still cutting out. Is there anything we need to add, Michael? That you know of, that you can sign to me or something, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, you can call us. Uh, you can always call us at 775-7-RETRO-1. And I don't know those numbers off the top of my head like Michael does, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. 775-7-RETRO-1. And thank you for everybody for listening. Again, thank you, Eric, for being with us. And Anytime, guys. Yeah. Oh, that number is 775-773-8761. So, next week, new game, and we will hear those sounds now. Goodbye, everybody.